Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Brandon and Sarah Millball from Studio Fit out of Richmond Hill, Georgia. What's going on, Brandon? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing good myself. I got your name there correctly, correct? Yes. Very impressed. And that was only after a couple of attempts. That's pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, yeah, I appreciate you joining today. Um, like I said, giving some of your time out of that busy gym owner life to be here with us. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with owning your own fitness facility? You know, I've, I've been asked that question a couple of times recently, and I've, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts, and they were fantastically done, by the way. The uh, Everybody seems to have great answers. I don't have a great one. I, candidly, it's probably just the, and it's going to sound materialistic, it's just the money. I have financial goals that I want to hit, and, and owning a gym seemed like a good business opportunity for me. I've been a trainer for quite some time, so it was kind of an easy transition and something I thought I would excel at. Cool. Uh, you're the right type of person that I like to talk to then. Um, I'm definitely more that aspect as well. A lot of people have lovely, lovely stories of how, you know, I wish I did. I really do. And and honestly, I I couldn't even think of one. And I love, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love, and I do think that we change the quality of people's lives for the better here. And that's fantastic. The fact that somebody like me that never went to college could make good money and do it, helping people the way that we do. uh, It's amazing. It really is. And I love that aspect of it, but that's not exactly what started me off doing it. That's, the financial goals. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about the business side of things then. So you started, you just purchased your facility. Um, you were a, a member, correct? Or a personal trainer prior to this? I was a coach for eight years with this, with this gym. And then I just purchased it probably three or four months ago. Okay. Awesome. So, so I would love for you to give your own elevator pitch of, you know, the services that you guys offer over there at your facility. So we, we offer small group and private training. The, the main thing that I really like to offer here that I think is unique to us is our hybrid classes. We have small group classes that only go up to seven people. Uh, so it's basically as close to private training as you can get without paying for private training, which allows us to help a little bit more people in the area. It makes it feasible for something that's long term. For quite a few people, private training is not something that's financially stable for them, big picture. And I hated sitting down with people and saying, okay, you know, what are we doing in a year? And they're like, well, I I can't keep doing this in a year. So now I like sitting down with somebody. I'm like, okay, what are we going to do in the next five, 10 years? Because that's something that's feasible for them. Mm -hmm. So in those small group classes we have, they get an hour amount, an hour's worth of time. Everything is individually programmed to them. So it is very much like private training. They'll come in, they'll get their warm up in on a piece of cardio equipment we have for them. Then they'll grab their journal. Their journal has their workout written out with all their settings for their rack is uh, all the warm ups, everything very explicit. Then they'll come in and they'll start doing their workout together. It's nice because it still gives some kind of a social aspect to it because people kind of like both, right? They like private training for the fact that you get a lot of one-on-one attention and everything is individualized, but they also like the social aspect, the motivational aspect of doing group training. So this is that perfect, beautiful, sweet spot of the two where I can give them at a better cost at a more efficient rate, a lot of private training, a lot of one-on-one attention, a lot of personalized time, but also give them the social aspect. So there are people doing their workout, but they're also walking around in between sets, talking to people that they know and they see a lot. So I think it's a, it's a very unique, interesting idea and it works well for a lot of people. 
Yeah, yeah. Semi-private has really blown up post-COVID, especially for, for the reason you said, you know, because it's still a private training field, minimum people, but yes. technically it, you're still, you know, you still have people around you to where you could socialize. Yes. Um, cool. So you're offering mainly semi-private. You also do a little bit of private training as well. That leads me to my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now? So as of last week, we had 141 contractual members, and I'd say probably at least more than 95% of those are that small group, semi-private type training, um, with the rest of them being private training. Awesome. And would you start at when you did buy the facility? How many members did you start off at? About 125. And we've kind of slowly worked. Like I said, I'm, I'm excited because some of the few things I've done have initiated some growth and, you know, maintain things the way I'd like to. There you go. And, and what type of things ha have you been doing since, since you became an owner to, you know, actively aid that growth process? The, so I like the, the type of training that we did, but the facility did not basically didn't optimize the space very well. So I wanted to make sure things like having a rack against the wall, putting a rack in the middle of the floor is sometimes tough because you don't want people doing big compound movements where there's somebody walking around them. So because it's not exactly private one-on-one -on -one training, I'm not actively coaching everybody. So it was common to have somebody kind of wandering around or maybe they're doing an exercise they don't realize is conducive to the other person like being distracted. So getting all the racks against the walls, getting all the equipment I have that's uh, plate loaded on the same spot. So you're not walking around the room trying to add plates to something, you know, something else. Those type of things help because that's that retention part that I was looking for right. where people are happy. They see that it's an efficient, clean, organized process. As far as marketing is concerned, I really, we've, we've done a couple of different things, you know, the local newspaper, Facebook marketing, I, I'm sure probably lots of things that you've heard before. Candidly, just our reputation and our reviews is, is really all that pulls all the business that we need out of it. I'd say 95% of the people I sit down with, um, they're here because they decided they need a gym. They looked, they saw our reviews were excellent, uh, or they had a friend that trains here, referrals, things along that line. Um, that's probably going to be the majority of our marketing for a while now. So I'm hoping that keeping the training quality at a high level will sustain that process. Cool. So you've done a little bit of everything as far as the marketing aspect. What is what worked best for you from what you've seen so far is like that word of mouth aspect or just the organic people finding you? I'd say, and it's sometimes it is kind of convoluted because you have combinations, right? You have somebody like, oh, I do have somebody trained here, but you know, I just saw your, I saw this in the newspaper and that's what got me in here. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's not the seminal thing that started them down thinking about us, but it's that, that reoccurring. I saw you guys a couple of times. I saw you on Facebook, you know, I saw your Google reviews, things like that. So I'd say most of it, you would probably, would probably categorize as organic, but I'd say there's a nice combination of people. Cause we're, when you've been in an area like we have for as long as we have, we've been in this spot for eight years you know, word of mouth is almost everybody. There's almost nobody that doesn't know about our gym from somebody. Uh, so that, that helps a lot because generally when people make a decision, I find if they know somebody, even if it's not like a close personal friend, if they just know somebody that maybe was wearing our t-shirt or talked about us one time, spoke highly of us, it's amazing what that does to make it real in people's mind. This is not just a place I saw advertising online. This is a real place that's around the block. And, and so through the, the forms of marketing that you've been doing now, how many leads would you say 
do you get on a on a weekly or monthly basis? Usually weekly, I'll get between one and three leads. Um, sometimes like this week, it just happened to be more. And it's like, for instance, today, I'm sitting down with four consultations. Cool. Uh, all of them came from, and I, I will back up to our, our website. And this is something I got from the previous owners because they did such a fantastic job of it. Our website is phenomenal. And it helps when you have great reviews. We've had um, actual filming crews coming in. And so all the videos, all the pictures we have have been professionally done. The website's professionally done. So usually what will happen is somebody decides, oh, I need to be fit. I need to get out and I need to do something. So what do they do? 95% of the people will go on Google and just type in gyms in my area. Right. And inevitably, it will lead them to our website. And our website's fantastic. I always ask people what we can do better about it. And I never get any, any actual good answers unless we're doing something right. Right, right. Don't fix something that's working, right? Yes, yes. But that has helped tremendously. Like I said, almost all the people I sat down with, it's, they've seen our website, they've heard about us, some kind of combination of the two. Okay, okay. And what about the, the four consultations you have today? Do, do you know what, where those guys are coming from? Or not yet? You, you have to sit down. All of them, all of them are coming from that website. There you go. Yeah, every go. single one of them. That's, like I said, the, uh, it's, it's just amazing to me. Like I said, when you put your effort into the quality of something and not that you don't have to do any marketing, but after a while, it, it does seem to be more the of a self-sufficient machine. It's, it's, and then, and then the retention is obviously a big part of that. I found that if we can, you know, even if I gain one or two members every couple of weeks, if we don't lose anybody that adds up really quickly. Mm -hmm. So I just have to outpace that progress. And right now we're doing a good job of outpacing the, uh, the cutoff. And, and so one to three leads a week that leads to about, you know, 12 a month. Um, is that a number that you're comfortable with, or would you rather see more leads coming in through the door on a given week, given month? I'm, I'm candidly, I mean, obviously if I could, if I could flip a switch and for free, just get 20 more leads, I would say that that would probably be a good thing. Yeah. I just don't know if the, any extra effort for that would be worth it just because like I said, I, I don't know if like, like right now we're probably at like 50% capacity, 60% capacity my goal would end goal would be like 75, 80%. I just don't think gyms function at hundred percent very well. So yeah. if we are getting, you know, those 10 to 12 leads a month and I'm, you know, if I'm selling half of those and we're only losing one or two people, then we're going to start hitting what I would consider to be our 75, 80% by this time mm -hmm. next year. Right. Which as we've discussed before this, I am wearing a lot of the hats right now. So I think that that growth rate is probably good for me right now, just to make sure we don't kind of outgrow ourselves or outpace ourselves a little bit. I, I like the steady pace that we have right now. If we can continue to do that through next year, then I have options of, okay, do we want to start looking at another place? Do I, you know, do I want to invest in something else? And so that's, that's the pace I'm interested in. Okay. Awesome. So, so you'd say the goal for you is, is it to eventually open a second facility? Would it yes, be sir. the same name? Actually, I've, I've played around with a couple of different things. One of the things that's kind of a, and it's kind of a subcategory of that group, that small group that we were talking about. I have a class here that's called Fit Forever. And basically it's the same type of training. It's just geared towards the 50 plus category. So you have to be, you can get into any of our classes, but if you're 50 plus, you can also get into this additional class. And it's for only people that are in that age, that quality of life, right? And it's amazing how popular that is. And so if I open another gym, I would be very interested in seeing if that could, if I could have a gym that only does that, you know, maybe it's called forever fitness or fit forever, something along those lines, but it's definitely a good market to tap into and one that, that people yeah. don't really go towards, right? No, nobody does. And that's, 
and it amazes me. Just, and, and some of that is just, a, I think, just a lack of understanding of the training that benefits somebody of that age category, what they can do, what they can't do. And again, what we talked about, everything I do here is long term. I don't, I don't like to sell, okay, this will be six weeks, it'll be a quick fix. I like to sell, okay, where are we going to be in next year or the year after? And when you're at that, that age in life, generally, your training needs to change a little bit, it needs to be a little bit less impact, it needs to have a little bit more of a strength foundation to it. And it's amazing to me that nobody, at least nobody in my area, I don't say nobody, because I'm sure there's people all across the US that are going to watch this, but nobody in my area does that. So it's completely untapped niche market that, you know, I, I really feel like, I just feel like like when there's so little competition for something, then the, you know the amount of effort you have to put into it's a lot less too. But if I'm the only person in my area that does this one thing and I do it really, really well, then very quickly word gets out about that thing. And that's kind of what started to happen with us is we've had a few people that like generally in that age category, there's gonna be a few ailments. Um, nobody's in their 50s, 60s, 70s in, in absolute perfect shape with no knee problem, hip problem, something along those lines. So what will happen is I'll get somebody that's had achy knees for the last 20 years and all of a sudden their knees feel better than they have when they were in their 30s and 40s. Mm. Well, what do they do? They go and tell their friend, hey, you know, that shoulder you were worried about, I think you need to come here. Or um, I've had a couple orthopedic surgeons that have referred people to me for bone density because they know that I'm the only gym in town that actually does something for their bone density. Generally, in, in my opinion, something, you know, if you're in your 70s and bone density is a problem, you know, conditioning exercises might not be the best for that. Right. Strength, strength training thing, something that gives you a little bit of resistance that's, that's incremental, right? So I get a lot of referrals from doctors just based on that because they've not heard of anybody else that does those, those type of things for that age category. I love it. I love it. And, and let's see, you, you also mentioned a little bit in, in the marketing piece that you've done a little bit of Facebook or Instagram ads. Have you done paid ads before? Any type of digital marketing? Correct. Yes, we've done some Facebook. Now I do some just organic marketing. Obviously, we have a Facebook page that that gets us a lot of views, likes, people because it leads people to look at how high quality of our reviews are. Uh, but we do actually some paid marketing too. Um, I just did one recently of um, females in the forty to seventy dem demographic, which is a high percentage of our clientele. And so basically, what I would do is I give like three or four pictures of somebody in that age category that's way stronger than what they look like they are or you know maybe it's somebody in their 50s or 60s that's doing a chin-up you know little things like that somebody says oh well, that i didn't think that could be me i thought those years were done this you know you see somebody do it in a picture that says a thousand words right you see somebody do it and it changes your your thought process your expectations for your own life oh wow this person can do that i can i can do that and how what's your opinion on, on running you know digital ads have they been running doing well for you, bringing leads in at a consistent basis, you've been getting a good ROI? Candidly, they, they, they really have not been giving, you know, the efficiency that I would like them to. But I know some of that, like I said, is because is, like Facebook offers you a couple of different ways. Sometimes it's not just, hey, trying to get somebody to sign up. Sometimes it's just awareness. Sometimes it's just getting people to recognize that you have a gym. Mm -hmm. So I've done a lot of that type. I haven't done a lot of marketing where it was like, hey, come sign up at the gym right now. Yeah. I've done a lot of brand awareness type marketing where I said our reviews and our website and the referrals and stuff, they all really speak for themselves. So if I can just get people to know that I'm here, generally that's taken care of itself. So it, sometimes I, I do take it with a grain of salt because it doesn't look like it directly leads to, you know, sales, 
but I know that in the background, I constantly hear people talking about our Facebook and you know ads they've seen and things like that. So it might not have been the last thing they saw that got them in here, but it's getting them thinking about it, getting them uh, considering us. And, and have you ever, you know, ran any type of ad campaigns that have some type of promotional offer within them? Um, something, you know, I, I see a lot of people doing uh, transformation challenges, weight loss challenges, um, you know, free class. Have you ever tried running any of those type of ads? We run, I run a lot of ads, but they're not paid ads. So like, I'll give an example. We have a, like a community Facebook page here. Okay. Uh, so on Monday, like last Monday, I ran one that said, Hey, you know, come try us out for two weeks. Have you, have you trained with Ryan County's best gym? No. Okay. We'll try us out for two weeks. We know you love us. So I haven't used any paid versions of that, but I have tried a few that were more organic where I'm just going to community pages and things of that nature. And what, what would you say has been holding you back from, um, you know, trying any type of paid advertisements like a Facebook campaign, Instagram campaign? I've, I've used a couple, just never like I've used paid versions, but never actually like a campaign that was like trying to direct traffic. Like I've used them to direct traffic to my website, but never as a sale, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. Uh, so I and I probably should do a little bit more of that. Like I said, it just right now it has worked so well where I haven't needed it. Um, just just using the brand awareness has like sort of it's gotten us enough awareness where people will talk about us and then it gets groups to come in. Awesome, awesome. And what's kind of your process here for when you do get an interested lead, right? What it, what it let's say it's myself. Um, mm -hmm. I hear about you from a friend, family member. I walk in through the door. What's your process from turning me into an interested lead into a paid member? Gotcha. So I, I like to sell the training. So if I can, I'm going to get my hands on some of their movements. I'm going to say, hey, and, and this is the process I have for that because I want them to see the contrast. That's the most important thing to me. They're not going to be the world's greatest deadlifter on day one. What I want them to see is how much better they are in the five minutes that I'm training them. So I will say, hey, I want you to, um, you know, have you ever done deadlift? If they say yes, I say, okay, we're going to do one. If they say no, I say, okay, we're just picking something up off the ground. How would you pick something up off the ground? So I'll have them demonstrate that to me. I'll put a weight on there that's, I know it's not heavy for them, but I know they can at least feel the weight. Uh, so for you, obviously, I wouldn't put 50 pounds on there. I know you work out, so I'll put a little bit more weight on there. And I'd ask them to do two or three reps with it. And then I'll watch them. 98% of the time, I'm going to have a couple of things that they will immediately be able to feel and recognize as, okay, wow, this is significantly better. You know, if he could make my deadlift feel this much better in the last couple of minutes, this training is worth it. So that would be one thing. I want them to see the quality of the coaching. We have a body composition scan that we use here that's fantastic because then that lets me to be kind of the numbers nerd that I know you and I talked about being falling in love with. And that's, I like doing that because that sets good goals for them. So it, it makes them understand that we know what we're doing. But this is a process, a very discernible process, but it also helps them set healthy goals for themselves. Losing 20 pounds of fat is far and away different than losing just 20 pounds. And especially for some of that older demographic that we were talking about, you know, it, you know I'll give you an example. If you have somebody that's, um, that's a thinner female, losing weight might be a horrible thing. And, and so when we do this, we want to make sure, okay, did you lose weight because you lost fat or did you lose weight because we're overdoing things, you're not eating enough, you didn't get enough sleep and you're losing lean mass? So we want to make sure. So it sets healthy goals, but it also let, lets them know that we understand the process. Uh, and usually those, those two things, uh, me training them, showing them a couple of movements, doing the body composition scan. Then the third one thing would be getting them excited about the process, getting them excited about setting goals and this being long-term. Normally when people first hear the words long-term and setting goals, they get a little off-put by it. 
But as they kind of feel your energy and they understand that, oh, wow, this is something that I'm going to keep getting better with every single time that I come in, then they start because everybody wants the, the quick fix, right? The six week challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Once yeah, I can true. get them excited and I start giving them examples of, hey, this is a person that was in the same situation. Look at where she is right now. Look at where she is a year from now. You know, once I can get you excited about the process, just making progress is the most important thing. So moving up a pound doesn't seem like a big deal. Getting an extra couple seconds off your rowing time doesn't seem like a big deal. When you start adding it up, those small little jumps, they aggregate to something that is much bigger. Once I can get them excited about that, then I usually have a good sale on my hands. No, no, definitely. And, and how, how big is a team? How big is you know, your, your current team, are you the one who does the selling currently, or do you have um, other trainers participate? Do you have a sales associate that works with you? Oh God, I wish I did. No, no, I am. I am my own sales associate. I, and really to be forthright, selling people has never really been something that I've been fantastic at. It's something I feel like I've gotten better at just with, um, you know, watching other people do it, experiencing it myself, you know, couple books have helped things like that but it was never my forte as selling things I was always the one that just did the coaching but after a while I realized when I started selling people especially when I started actually going to the movements with them that I know this business right I can sell this because I really do believe and I know how much it can help them all I have to do is explain that to them in a way that they understand it so going through the movements showing them the body scans explaining to them what I see for their future those are things I do know how to do really well. So it has made me a better salesman in the long run, but definitely not, wasn't something I was the best at to start with. Yeah. 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 And would you say that it's within your plans or goals to hire, you know, more staff to be able to take the load off you and take some of those hats off? What I would like to do, and I feel like some people kind of reach for, you know, I want more members. I want more people. I want those. I think that this particular business in some level does better when you don't necessarily make a million dollars off one business, but you can find a winning formula that you can use in multiple places. Right. I would like to take that approach with it. Like, I don't think, you know, the, the area that I live in is well populated, but not so well populated. I think it could have the studio fit super complex. You know, I'm, I'm probably looking more at, you know, expanding. So right now, as far as like hiring somebody else for here, if I hired somebody else for here, it would be because I'm going to another place that I want to open up. And that would be the goal for me. Really, I think each business, uh, as far as my model goes, probably more like three or four coaches and then one or two that are kind of your main coaches that do the selling and, you know, equipment maintenance and things like that is it's more of the sweet spot. So I'd like to find somebody in the next year or so and have a couple people in mind that are, hey, this you're going to be doing what I do. You're going to do what I do. I'm going to give you a really nice salary for it. And I'm going to go off and I want to start another gym like this. And I'm, I kind of like to make my money in the aggregate of, like having a couple really successful high quality businesses as far as, you know, in contrast to just trying to make as much money as I can out of just this particular location. I just think in the long run, it will actually be easier to make a little bit less money, have an efficient gym, have high quality paid staff and just have a couple locations of it. Yeah, no, I, I like your perspective too. Even on the fact um, you talked a little bit about if you do want to open up a second location, it's really about optimizing this first location. So it almost turns into like a copy and paste method, right? Yes, sir. Instead of trying to figure out two gyms at the same time. Yes, um, sir. Right, right. So, so what would you say? Is there any milestones or any boxes that you need to check off here before you get to that point of opening your next facility? What does that look like to you? Is there anything 
right any boxes any goals that you have to check up towards like okay once this this and this happens i know i'll be ready to open that next location yes so this time but well, probably a little bit before but we'll just just to make a timetable easy this time next year i'll have all the equipment paid off so i'm still because i'm a new business owner i'm still paying off a lot so i don't want to have any overhead that's unnecessary so i would have to have everything paid off i also i'm not really thrilled about like right now we currently rent our space i I would much rather purchase a location and pay on that. That way, at least I know, because right now, especially with, you know, the last couple of years, COVID has kind of put a different perspective on things where, you know, if you shut down for a couple of months, can you pay the bills? Mm -hmm. If I own the building, that's a lot easier than if I'm just renting. If I own the building, the worst case scenario is I could usually sell it and make profit. Right. If I don't own the building, then that's a bit tougher sell. So I would like to have at least enough invested where I could put a down payment on a place that I could actually own. Because usually the nice thing I love about gyms, and that's one of the reasons I, I wanted to get into this as a business, is if you own the place, it's there's really not a lot of overhead to a gym. Yeah, Mostly equipment I buy is good quality. Like uh, I, I love rogue racks. I love rogue equipment. Um, it lasts forever. I always joke if there was some kind of a hurricane that blew over, the only thing that would be left in this place would be the equipment we have. And that's, you know, so once you have that purchase, you have high quality equipment purchase, you have your own place there's not a lot of overhead to it. And then to me, there's not a lot, there's kind of a safety net there. I don't want to have to go out on them. I'd rather have a couple businesses that are safer than ones that are more volatile. You know, and like you said, if you have a really efficient, well-run gym and you have a couple of those, you make good money, but you don't necessarily have to be hands-on with things. And you also don't have to have this much invested or as much to worry about. I would much rather pursue that type of a, of a model. Okay. Okay. And if you could wave a magic wand here, Brandon, let's say, a magic business wand essentially and, and have your business be in the exact position that you want it what would mm -hmm. that really look like to you it would probably be let's say probably 75 80 percent capacity as far as the gym is concerned i'd have i have a ton of good quality coaches right now but i'd like to add one more that does what i do uh and i'd like to have him him or her trained up and like i said better at sales understand the process understand what i want out of the business and that's somebody that I could pay a good salary to. That would be the thing I would have to wait for is making sure that I'm making enough, you know, with the business to pay somebody what they're worth for that. Somebody that does what I do is, is to me, they should get a good salary. I would pay myself a good salary. So I want to pay somebody else a good salary. And so that's, I, I, if I could get to that, where I can pay somebody a good salary, you know, have the good quality coaches, have all the equipment paid off, have 80%, 75% capacity. I think that's what I'd be looking for. Everything else i I'm pretty happy with. I have a good gym. And, and we're at month five here. What do you think is the biggest bottleneck that that might hold you back from that point of being able to, you know, make the, the revenue that you want, have the membership that you want so that you could, you know, not only pay your team the salary that you want, but be able to save enough so that you could open up that next spot? Gotcha. I, I'd say the biggest thing would be my own limitations. I've never been a business owner. So like a lot of the things I found are just things I just didn't know, uh, you know, things that you probably wouldn't know unless you go through it. So those type of things, once I can get through them and I'm a better business owner, then I think that will help. But I guess if we were going with specifics, I think just making sure that I continue that stream of clients coming in that stream. So right now it's organic and I've just kind of relied on it. I understand that that's not something I can always rely on. You know, I'm hoping that if I keep the quality high, that people will keep coming. I'm hoping we'll keep getting referrals, but that's not, that's not a guarantee. So making sure that I maintain that would probably be 
would be the biggest hangup. If I didn't get there, I would say it was because of that reason. I can make coaches better coaches. I can become a better business owner. But if people aren't coming in, that's the only thing I can't guarantee. Right, right. And how, how would you prevent that to avoid that that situation from happening, right? I mean, that is... Uh, go, go ahead. No, no, please. No, no. I, I was just kind of expanding on that because that, that's something that I think a lot of people run into, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, the gym that you guys provide a good product, you guys provide, you know, a really good service. So it grows organically super fast. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you hit that plateau or hit that wall where, you know, it is hard to get more leads. And so, so how do you think you could prevent that from happening? What I've, what I've done and what I've seen in the past that I really like, and, and it's like I said, I don't, if I, I feel like, and I know it sounds, this is going to sound kind of lazy, but I'm going to try to sell you on it. If I do too much marketing, too many streams right now, I think it takes down like the time, the quality that I have. And right now I think we're growing at a good pace. So when we have had lulls and there are some lulls, I think that, you know, the, the training business is cyclical, just like anything else. There's times of the year where you're going to get people. There's times of the year where you're going to have a hard time finding people off the couch. When I hit lulls and things of that nature that I feel are abnormal, hey, we should, we should have had more people last month. I put more money into the marketing. I tried different market, like, like this is our first time doing uh, newspaper marketing. This month will be the first time we've done newspaper marketing, things like that, just to kind of try new revenue, new sources of getting people to see us. Cause I think that's the whole game. Just getting people to know that we're here. If right. 10 people know that we're here, five of them will come in, two of them are going to love what we do. Definitely. And, and, and Brandon, we know what you want for your business now, right? We know that you mm -hmm. obviously have a big passion for, not only your team, but for your members, helping them reach their goals, um, you know, caring about what they have going on in their life. But, but what is it that you want from the business, right? What do you want the business to give back to you and your family? Uh, well, two things. Uh, first, of same reason that I wanted to start the business, I'd like to make some money. I've had a few goals of, and this is going to sound kind of backwards. I've always wanted to go to college, um, but I don't like that most people who go to college end up not making enough money to even pay back what they're doing for years to come. So I'd like to make enough money to just pay for college and go for what I want, what I'm interested in. Uh, so I'd, I'd like for this to be something that is a passive income for me. You know, if I saw myself in 10 years, everything going right, I'd like to have a couple of locations and just be able to kind of help maintain them, not actually have to be hands-on with them so that I could go to school or do something along those lines. And that would be, that would be my big goal for myself for everybody else i just want to continue changing their lives the way that we are in a positive manner it's it, it really is amazing to me just to see somebody that i've been training for a couple of years that is they're doing things that they physically could not do before you know hey I, I used to like kayaking i can't do it now i can those are things that i just like it not only amazes me but it makes me think well you know what, what would your life have been like without this right you, know, you couldn't do it at all before, but you can get worse than that, right? You can go backwards even more. You can go negative on the scale, right? So it just gets me excited to think every year this place is in business is another year of hearing those type of things from people, you know, getting people excited. I hear it all. It seems like as I've gotten to be a better coach, I hear it more frequently, which is a good thing to me. I feel like that means we're doing our job when I hear people say things like that. When I can get somebody excited about that, it changes the rest of their life. So I like to continue doing that while I'm making money. Yeah. And, and it's a whole trickle effect, right? You help mom out. And the next thing you know, mom has the kids on a good health kick. And oh, it's amazing. Uh, right. Oh, I, I ran a, I ran a special this, this summer that I didn't mean to interrupt you, sir. You, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I ran a special this summer where if teenagers signed up for our strength training program, mom come and train in our weight loss classes for free. And it's amazing. It's, 
seeing mom drop her son off to do strength training while she goes to do cardio. You know, they both meet, they talk about the class, what they did in the class. Yeah. Like you said, you, you're now you're changing a family. And it's, I said, it is, even though it's not the reason that I started this, and it's, I think a business has to be a business first. You know, once this is a successful business, then I have more options of helping people and doing, you know, free memberships for people that need it and things along right. those lines. I don't think there's anything wrong with it being a business first, but I, I it's, it's unimaginable to me just how much I appreciate and enjoy hearing those type of things from people and knowing that I'm helping them. I love it. I love it, Brandon. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode here. But before we do sign out, please give a shout out to your website, your social media, Instagram, Facebook, just so the listeners could find some more info on you in your gym. Okay. So yeah, it's Studio Fit in Richmond Hill, Georgia. The website is studiofitrichmondhill.com. Uh, or you can look us up on Google or Facebook reviews, either of those, you'll see lots of, lots of what we do here. And I would love to have you come in and try it out for free. So if you're listening to this podcast, I assume that you're already a very committed person because you're looking at good information and trying to better yourself. So I think you'd fit right at home with us. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Again, I appreciate your time, brother. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Joe from Iron Jungle in Paso Robles, California. Welcome to the show, Joe. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thanks for inviting me. (laughs) I'm excited to have you here and really to learn more about Iron Jungle. But before we really dive into that, tell me, you know, why was it that you became a gym owner? Well, the previous owner um, was moving to Tennessee and uh, he and I were friends and we trained at this gym uh, together um, early in the morning. And when he told me that, um, I started to panic. I said, I didn't know what I would do without this gym. And so uh, when, and I said, well, who are you going to sell it to? And he told me he doesn't know yet. And so I said, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll take it. And so went ahead and took over the gym um, in the, for very selfish reasons. I I didn't want to, I, there's nothing um, like this gym in the whole central coast. So we took it over. We kept it pretty much the same. I just added more equipment and um, uh, yeah, and uh, we're all happy. So um, yeah, it's just, it's just a great gym. And I moved up from Los Angeles and I'm used to gyms like, world gym. And when I moved up to Paso Robles, I never thought I would find a gym uh, like the Iron Jungle. And I'm just so grateful that uh, 
uh, people had the vision to go ahead and start it. And uh, I literally became a member the first year after it opened. Um, and I've been a member ever since. Cool. So I guess this isn't the path that you always probably envisioned that you would go on in your life. When you were a little boy, you probably you probably didn't know that you were going to own a gym one day, but here you are. You have this gym that you're very passionate about because you once were a member there and you loved it. And ultimately that kind of, you know, is why you're here today. Um, so for our listener, Joe, give us like an elevator pitch of Iron Jungle. Tell us who you guys are, what kind of services you provide, and just kind of paint that picture for us of Iron Jungle. Sure. Iron Jungle is, um, is a private gym. Uh, we don't allow walk-ins. Um, uh, we do allow guests uh, to come in, um, but we're, our, our focus is um, having a good private um, gym uh, where um, you can get the best strength training in the whole Central Coast. Um, we have the most equipment. Um, uh, we focus on um, uh, a lot of different strength and free weights and powerlifting. And uh, um, our clientele is a lot more serious. Um, the energy level is really, really good in our gym. Uh, we're a tight uh, community, um, which is the way we like it. Um, everyone pretty much kind of knows each other. Um, and uh, yeah, as the gym owner, basically, I just provide the, the environment for people to do what they need to do. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, uh, we have cardiovascular um, uh, cardio equipment, but most of our focus is on strength. Um, yeah, and it's, it's just a great gym. Got it. So people that are members at your facility are kind of coming in, they're doing their own thing with the strength equipment, you know, mm-hmm. and looking to get in a good, you know, um, muscle build uh, while they're there. And with that being said, I want to know, Joe, on top of, you know, the normal 24-7 kind of keep up access to the facility, do you guys offer like personal training, group training, any other, you know, add-ons other than the come in, do your own thing? Um, no, we don't. Um, I be, I will show people how to use certain um, uh, uh, machines and things like that. And I'll point people to different references. We do have a couple personal trainers that are members themselves and they train there and sometimes they will bring their clients um, in. Um, we have some people who will actually do um, a little filming of themselves training and to give to their clients and stuff like that. But we as a gym uh, do not offer classes. Um, we do not have a personal trainer um, per se. And uh, yeah, basically pretty much uh, everyone is on their own to go ahead and train. So although um, everyone is very serious, we all have to, um, it, our members are of different, different fitness levels and different experiences. So it's definitely not a gym for beginners. Um, it, it can be a little bit intimidating just to, due to the amount of equipment that we have. It's like, you know, you walk in and you go, oh my gosh, where do I start? Because there's so many different options. So I definitely recommend um, beginners to go elsewhere. Um, uh, so ours is a little bit more, let's say, advanced, Jim. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, pretty traditionally, people who are in this fitness business, they're in the business because they want to help people. They want to help people be fit. They want to teach them this kind of sustainable lifestyle of health and fitness that a lot of people aren't shown that, you know, we all grew up in different kind of lifestyles. And so fitness is something that a lot of people have to learn later in life. 
And so you're telling me that like somebody who's very new in their health and fitness journey, like you can't help them at your facility. I wouldn't say I, we can't help them. Um, we, we, we can, and I can show, I can, uh, you know, walk people through, but we don't have any dedicated um, personal trainers. We don't as a gym. Now we do have um, personal trainers um, as members and they can approach those people. Um, we can, um, I can direct people um, to, that will allow them to become, to be members at our gym, but we just don't have the, you know, uh, brick and mortar offices for personal trainers um, in, in our gym. One of the things, long-term goal that I'm really interested in just because I'm going through it myself is how do we train when we get old? Um, when we start to age. And that is something that's really, really, and we speak about that. And that's what's really interesting is our members, um, we learn from each other. Um, and that's one of the good things about our gym is because we are kind of private. We have formed a very tight knit community where people, our gym members talk to each other. You, um, they learn, I learn an awful lot from just going in there, training, and then talking to other gym members about how they're training and things like that. So it's almost like we're kind of traveling together. So although we don't have personal trainers, we have incredibly knowledgeable gym members that are so generous and help each other. That's the thing about our gym that's so different than um, other gyms is this gym is literally built on our members. Um, I like to brag about our members because they are the most knowledgeable um, they take their training very seriously and they share what they've learned with each other. Um, that's what's really great. And we have some really old timers. In fact, uh, what's really interesting, we have a member who is a member at World Gym uh, and was good friends with Joe Gold um, down in Los Angeles. He's a fireman at El Segundo and he is now a member. He went ahead and retired up here and he's now a member of our gym. So we have just so many people with the wealth of knowledge. And so even if you're a beginner, you can go in there and you can watch other people train and you're going to learn a ton. So yeah. that's one of the good things about our gym. Yeah, I think it's cool that, you know, you have an awesome community and I definitely, you know, from this kind of 24 seven model that's not super common because people are coming in and doing their own thing so it's great that you've kept this wonderful community this place where people come in they can learn from each other make friends even you know whatever it might be but like looking at the business more so than the community and all of that if you look at your business right now you're only really able to make money from the memberships right that's all right. you have to offer um and so some you know, a lot of businesses with this kind of particular model, they look at adding in personal trading as an extra stream of revenue, but more than that, as a way to help those people who might walk into the space and feel overwhelmed and not know how to use anything. So maybe they do a couple personal training sessions before they're set free, right? Is that something that you guys have ever considered? Because I think that it would definitely benefit those people who maybe they want to be that intense person knows how to use everything but they don't know where to get started we did have a personal trainer um she was independent contractor um she basically um uh, before the pandemic um and she was our one personal trainer that kind of she wasn't a gym employee um but uh what she we, we gave her an office and she kind of paid rent and then she um uh, paid us um, a stipend, um, the gym every, pretty much every, every month. 
but that all changed uh, when um, COVID hit. And so we did have that. And um, everyone who wanted a personal trainer would go to her. She was yeah. great, incredible. But um, a lot of the, um, a lot of her clients just, you know, would not go into a gym because of the, uh, the pandemic. So um, yeah. and unfortunately she basically lost a lot of her clients um, and she's not back. <laughs> Yeah, that's tough. I mean, that happened to a lot of people. And you said, you know, a few minutes ago that one of your long-term goals is that you want to teach the aging community how to right. train when they're old. The perfect way for you guys to do that is to, you know, maybe you have like semi-privates or you have like a private session with a personal trainer for that aging community who is generally just interested in, in learning how. Um, it's a great way for you guys to kind of bring in a little additional revenue, but also to provide more value to your members. Cause that's what ultimately like the more value we can provide to them, to our members, the more good that they feel. So just kind of a thought and an idea, but you know, looking at the community right now, how many members do you guys currently have, you know, post COVID? Um, it's about 250. Okay, awesome. Is that, you know, a, a number, Joe, where you're feeling pretty good, you're feeling pretty comfortable, or are you looking to increase that and welcome more faces in? We would love to welcome more faces in. We get a lot of people um, moving up from either um, from the city, um, moving either down from San Francisco or up from Los Angeles, and those are um, great clients to be able to, to, to have. Um, so we would like, we would love to, and for us also, it's not only the, the quantity, but it's the quality. We really want good people, um, who could benefit from our gym and who our gym can benefit from them. So I'm so lucky. Every single person I'm signing up now is just, uh, we're so grateful to have. Um, so yeah, I would like to uh, raise our <laughs> enrollment. <laughs> Yeah, the more that you can kind of grow that community and continue to bring in like-minded people to the space, I think the greater the feeling of the members when they're there. Um, and so, you know, what are you guys actively doing to aid that growth process? You're at 250 right now. Of course, you'd like to increase, but what are some of the things you guys are doing to bring new faces in? So that um, basically, we don't advertise um you know the old adage um 30 percent of um 30 of your advertising dollar goes to is successful you just don't know what 30 percent that is um so we just and plus we don't have the disposable income to go ahead and um you know kind of uh, do a lot of advertising we rely on word of mouth um and that has really benefited us and, and um as we get new people in, they discover our gym. And so we really encourage our members to, you know, um, bring other people in as their guests and to try out our gym. So each time um, I go into the gym, you know, I have a conversation about, uh, you know, kind of fingering out through our members and getting the word out. So that's how we do it. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, how we're getting our members in. <laughs> Pretty historically in this industry, right, we all rely heavily on word of mouth. It is a word of mouth kind of business, similar to a restaurant. If you go to the gym and you love it there, you're going to go tell your friend, your neighbor, your kids, teachers, whatever it might be. Um, hey, this is where I work out. Or maybe they ask you because you're looking nice in your outfit. They're like, oh, well, where are you working out? It spreads like wildfire. 
But also it's not a controllable method. Word of mouth, we can't count on, hey, this month or this year we're going to grow by 100 members or whatever it might be, whatever your goal is. You can't count on it to happen through word of mouth. We can hope that it happens, but it's not reliable. And so what a lot of gyms are doing is kind of doing something to supplement, right? So they do their word of mouth, but then they supplement it with some form of advertising. Have you guys ever played with advertising at all? No. 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 And what we're, we're very about? active in social media though. Okay, cool. Social media is huge, especially the past few years. Like, I mean, everybody's spending a heck of a lot of time on their computers, on their laptops, on their phones. We're here right now meeting on a computer. So, um, you know, if we can tap into our community on social media, that's huge. Um, are you guys doing just organic social media? Are you doing any digital ads on social media? What kind of stuff are you, you utilizing up? No, um, we keep our, 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 our Google um, uh, posting uh, very much up to date. Let me tell you, the, the most people that come into our gym, they find us through Google. Mm -hmm. um, so I cannot, if I was to advertise, I would definitely advertise through Google. Yeah, there's no way you can get it. Facebook. Um, yeah, would be the second, but definitely Google. Um, everyone finds us through Google. Yeah, Google's cool because, I mean, Google's good for the members that are the people that are looking for a gym, right? Because if they can Google gyms near me, they're going to, Iron Jungle is going to pop up and then they're going to see your Google posting and they're going to be like, okay, well, obviously this is a gym to go to, pretty legit, lots of reviews, whatever it might be. Um, and so that's good for the people that are looking for a gym and that helps us grow. But there's also a pretty big community of people out there who might not necessarily be looking for a gym. They might not be searching gyms near me, but they might know internally that they need to start going to a gym again. Um, maybe they're a post, they're an athlete in college and they've kind of fallen out of it, but they know they want to get back into it, but they just aren't actively searching. If we can reach those people through ads on Facebook, on Instagram, places like that, it's perfect for us because it kind of sparks that interest and then they'll, they'll reach out. Um, so I've seen a lot of gyms, you know, running ads on Google, on Facebook, and that's been something that has helped them grow supplemented with word of mouth. Um, Facebook presence right now, is it big for you guys? Do you have a following over there? Oh, we do. Yes. So, um, but it's, uh, uh it's mostly, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram <laughs> and Facebook are big right now, both kind of different clients you'll find on each. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but if we can like reach the community in those places, it's perfect for us. We really don't have to do a whole lot of work, just be active in those places, run maybe some ads or something. And we're going to get clients flowing in combined with word of mouth. And it kind of speeds up the process a little bit. Um, but kind of want to move on and ask you a question, Joe, that I think is cool because it, it's relatable for other people listening to the show, but um, you know, what has been something that has been challenging for you, you know, as a gym owner, what's something that you're currently facing as a challenge and what are you, you, what have you done or what are you doing to kind of overcome that? Yeah. Um, probably the most challenging thing that I didn't really anticipate um, becoming a gym owner is dealing with disciplinary issues um, uh, with members and our, our gym's really unique because um, every person that walks through the door matters, um, it, meaning that their behavior impacts everyone else. If you go into a, one of the, like the big, um, chain gym chains, there are so many people in there that 
they can absorb some bad behavior and it, it happens. But with our gym, it, it really, um, the behavior impacts our community. And so I have, I have to address it and people know that I do address it. Um, I, it's kind of a badge of honor um, where if, if you look at some of our reviews, specifically in Yelp, because in Yelp, there's no accountability as far as reviews go. You'll see that my gym has either five stars or one star. And one star is usually because I kick someone out for um, violating rules. And if it's not, and if it's, if um, the one star is a non-member, um, it's usually because they're acting on behalf of a member. Um, when you get kicked out of our gym, it hurts because they, it, there's no gym like it. It's, 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 it's hard to recover for, um, so that for, from being kicked out of this gym. Uh, but my job is to make sure that I enforce the rules um, and enforcing the rules makes the environment so much better. I've been in gyms where the rules haven't been enforced and it's pure wild west mayhem. Um, you have bullies, you have, to, but our gym just, the world's so stressful that I say that the gym is a cheap therapy, meaning that you should feel safe in the gym. And if you don't feel safe, um, I have to take care of it. And uh, it's, it's always, I want to get it right. I always want to be fair. And so we have security cameras everywhere. Um, but when members come to me with problems of other members, they know that my door is always open. I will always, always um, uh, double check, recheck, and then address the issue right away. My background is in academics and I know what happens in, within an academic setting when certain behaviors are not addressed. Um, so although um, I don't, I don't necessarily like confrontation, I'm not afraid of it. And I know what happens when I don't do it. I believe that the, our members deserve to be in a great gym and I'll do everything um, to enable that. So that's probably the most difficult thing is, you know, people go to gyms for different reasons. Um, and so uh, I just, and, and everyone's different. Everyone deals with things differently. So I have to try to understand the person and then address the issue right away, especially. Is this something that's like happening commonly? Like, are you having, running into a lot of issues with, with this? Not happening? anymore. Not anymore. When I first took over the gym, um, I, there was a lot, a lot of stuff that was going on in the gym in the evenings. I used to train in the morning, so I had no idea what was happening in the evenings. And in the evenings, there was a lot of uh, issues that I had to address um, starting out. And I was very, very naive. Um, but again, I, um, uh, through my background and my training and everything, I, I dealt with it. And now we've worked so hard to um, have a gym that is safe, that people come in and they feel safe in. Um, what I'm really proud about is when we took over the gym, um, the ratio from male to female, um, uh, as far as members go, was like 15% female. It's almost 50-50 now. Um, and I'm really happy that our gym feels safe. People are um, telling their wives and their um, and their girlfriends and daughters and um, uh, other other uh, to to join the gym now because it has changed so much. And yeah. so I'm really proud about that. And so yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. I'm glad that it's not you know a, a huge issue. And you know you've you've even though it's been difficult, something that you've been able to overcome. Um, but I want to like ask big, big picture here, Joe, if I could hand you a magic wand and you reached all your goals for your business and you know, you're feeling pretty good. 
what would that picture look like for you? Well, um, I would love to have um, what we have right now. And then there's actually a, a space next door within our complex and to open up a restaurant there um, because so much of training is about food and how to eat and the joy of eating um, good food and a place where people can hang out after their, after their workout and things like that. I would love to have a space, um, a restaurant right next to the gym and to have one studio. And in that studio, all we teach yoga and Tai Chi. Um, my doctor said, no matter what, what sport you do, there's only two things that you'll never have to give up no matter how old you are. And that's yoga and Tai Chi. And I think that that can, no matter what age you are in, uh, I think knowing how to do either one of those, it would help immensely. Um, so that would be my, that's my vision for us. Um, for the future, for the future, you know, start, you know, some yoga programs some Tai Chi program, maybe open up a restaurant next door in terms of like the gym itself. Um, you know, if you could have as many members as you desired, what would that look like? I would say maybe double what we have right now. And that's it. That's it. Um, the, the key is we just want to do what we're doing really, really well. And if we can't, um, to get too big, um, I, I would worry about quality. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to do what we're doing right now really, really well. And to hopefully bring more people into the family, um, to have uh, more members and uh, to just, yeah. Awesome. Um, we always, we joke around, there's two places to build community. There's a bar and then there's a gym. And so I want our gym not only to be a place where you get incredible workouts, but also to have a place where you have community too. Um, I think this is so important because there's times when you don't want to work out, but you know that if you just get yourself through that gym door, you're going to have a community there that's going to help you get through. Uh, maybe some tough days. And uh, that's my vision. That's my hope to have a place like that. That's awesome. I'm really excited for you to see like how you're able to continue to like keep doing what you're doing well, but like also grow a little bit while you're doing it. Um, you have a great mindset, Joe, and I appreciate you being here today. What's the Instagram page for Iron Jungle? Where can our listeners go to find you? Go um, to the Iron Jungle gym of Paso Robles. And you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Um, check out our Google page. Um, if, if you are in Paso Robles, we get a lot of uh, um, uh, people coming through, uh, tourists and stuff like that. If you're here for an extended weekend, please call and we can see if I can meet you and uh, get you um, into the gym. I'll sponsor um, uh, visitors. And uh, what's really nice about our gym is we have um, also a lot of military that do exercises up at Cap Roberts and stuff like that. Um, was, they always train at our gym. They're here for um, several weeks and they train our, so we have a lot of military people. So people who come into the area, although we don't allow walk-ins, please contact us and see if I can work something out so I can get you in the gym and you can um, experience how wonderful it is. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being here today. Um, again, it was great. And for our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in too. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show are Sean, Melissa, and Kenzie Eikenberry of Winnersville Fitness, coming to you from Valdosta, Georgia. Guys, how are you today? What's going on? We're doing great. Good. We're excited to have you here. I'm excited to to pick your brains because you all kind of bring a, a unique lens with which we look at this business. And so we'll certainly explore the ins and outs of, of Wintersville and, and how we got here and what we want to do with the business moving forward. Before we talk business and strategy and tactics and the like, why don't you guys give us just a, a brief description of what Wintersville Fitness is first and foremost? Wintersville Fitness is a family-owned business. We're veteran-owned. Um, we bring a real personal touch to a traditional big box gym, as you call it. Uh, we have top-of-the-line equipment with Life Fitness all the way throughout. We love our equipment, and the members do too. Um, we have group fitness classes, um, personal trainers on staff, and just an excellent staff all together. And we try to give people a nice family feel when they come in know everybody by name and that kind of thing to try to keep everybody feeling like the camaraderie's there. So mm-hmm. they want to be there. Sure. Make and them feel very, very welcome. Got it. Okay. And so as I understand it, this business existed prior to you guys running the show. Talk to us a little bit about when you guys got involved and, and why that decision even came about. What made you want to take this gym over? Um, Well, I personally started training and doing my internship in school. I was taking a marketing management and entrepreneurship with the goal in mind of eventually opening my own personal training studio or gym uh, back when I was in college. So um, I just kind of worked there when it was Gold's Gym, 1994-5-ish time period, Um, started personal training then did a lot of free work, a lot of free work for a long time, um, just for the membership and for the experience, because I knew what years down the road, my goal would be. Um, and then, so actually when we, when the opportunity to came up to buy this gym, already existing gym, which I had also worked at, um, as the PT manager, my, uh, my, client actually asked me if I would be interested in purchasing it, talked to my husband about it, and we crunched the numbers and said, well, we'll go for it. And if it works out well, then in easy, it's not a lot of hard work to actually get our foot in the door. We take it as meant to be. 
so we didn't push anything that wasn't meant to be and then it all went through really well and there we are yeah and so the transition went well the the takeover successful to your point meant to be if if that part was easy i think anybody that spent time in the fitness industry in any capacity knows that it's not always going to be easy right that transition process might have been easy but everything after that is certainly a challenge i want to i want to pick your brain because you guys have been in charge of this facility for a little while now and so what's been what's been the most challenging part about owning this business so far i think uh you know one of the, the things that's been difficult that we didn't really realize and understand is uh you know collecting from our from members you know members get into a contract uh they're due to pay so much every month and it's time for all those payments to go through and so many of them get declined or, or don't go through so we didn't really with the numbers it all made sense but what most people don't understand is you spend a lot of time chasing money and you have to have a staff that's able to you know call and contact members and update cards and and, and get the money and I don't think we ever saw that coming because we spent 80% of our time chasing 20% of the people to get them to pay. And then sometimes when it's time to pay, they're like, I haven't been in the gym in six months. I don't owe you anything. And you have to start. Not how contracts work, but. Exactly. So, I mean, we never really thought that that was going to be so labor and time uh, intensive as far as chasing all that. Um, You know, we have a company that, that, that does it, the software, but we find that we have better results if we're calling them, contacting them, texting them, emailing them, everything we can to try to collect the money. So that, that's been a, a real challenge for us to, to go through as well. Yeah. And so I guess the question to pose here is, is it worth it? Right? I think ROI can be managed in a number of different ways and, and, and measured, but is that money worth it or could we be better spent or could our time be better spent doing other things? And so I want to pick your brain on how we can get new people in, right? It sounds like those people are already out the door. We're just trying to, to get what we can and, and somewhat salvage whatever business yeah. transaction is still possible. But let's focus on what we can control, right? We can bring in new people that are willing to pay in a sense that a business should be managed. And so what does, what does the marketing look like? How are we attracting new leads now? Right. Um, Well, a lot of it right now, social media is key to to everything. Um, And I think going into it, I mean, my, my parents owning it and everything, um, they kind of brought me in because, well, they're not the most tech savvy. And uh, so Getting into the social media aspect, um, trying to promote as much as possible. Um, you know, you can do billboards and you know stuff in the newspaper all you want to, but it's not going to do anything today's day. You know, um, they see a billboard and they're just going to keep driving. Nobody's looking at it. Um, so, I think the biggest thing right now is just marketing on everything that we can social media wise, um, convincing people to share it. Uh, getting people to share whatever they can, like and comment and interact with stuff, um, whether it be a promotion where, um, you know, if you like sharing comment, then you may get like a free energy drink or 10% off of something. And um, that's the best way to get people to interact with your post as much as possible. And that's what we've got. And also uh, word of mouth is everything. 
um, just really creating a good bond with people that you have in the gym, they're going to bring people in. Um, and that's the strongest thing that we have as far as marketing goes is making sure that we make a good environment whenever they're in the gym so that when they leave the gym, they go and they spread the word of everything to other people that they know as well. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think those two things go hand in hand, right? Word of mouth right. 2022 is social media as much as right. whether we like it, whether we don't like it, that's how business functions. And, and it's so easy to like a post, to share a post, to comment, to tag your friends, whatever it is. Uh, for you guys, has that come in the form of putting a budget behind it and, and formally advertising, or is this more on the organic side thus far? Um, it's a little bit more organic, just being a small business, you know, the pricing of it is insane to, to market on a lot of social media places. And we have run ads and we've done all of that. And just uh, the intake from it just never really matched up with the output. Mm. Um, so it never seemed like we were getting enough memberships from it as much as we got when we were just sharing it ourselves, especially we're, we're a small town in South Georgia, like the, the marketing aspect, like people are going to see it if someone, if enough people share it anyways, yeah. you don't have to um, put it on their feed. Um, I know myself. Why, why do you guys think that that wasn't as effective as you wanted it to be? Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure. I don't know. Um, if it's just hard to find people that, I mean, it's supposed to be marketed towards people that it's their interest and stuff, but um, you never know how many people are gonna get it that aren't interested in a gym, or you know they already have a membership somewhere and it's just not as much of a personal connection as seeing, oh, I, you know, I know, oh, that person goes to that gym, maybe I should talk to them about it, instead of you know, them just seeing an ad or something and just scrolling along like most of us do. Got it, okay. And I think the gym, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, please go. Itself is kind of a social thing, and it's where you see the same people every day around the same time because of their schedule and the way it works out. So that's why the 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 friendships that are made and coming in with your buddy and having your workout partner or your spotter or whatever kind of comes into play with really getting the members to help you get more members to drive more members and they're just they've been tremendous helping us through COVID and everything we've lost along the way and getting um more and more people to come in and join in so sure. well I think it's hey, important for us to note that it's not one or the other right typically right. some combination of both is ideal yeah. here and, and Melissa to your point it's the the entire point of advertising is to get beyond our, our normal sphere right, of, exactly. right? of course we have we'll take all of the free organic leads it would be crazy to turn those people away right we want all of those people to right. come in mm -hmm. the idea of advertising in any sense whether it's social media whether it's to your point billboards tv radio whatever it happens to be is to get beyond that and i hear all the time from facilities that have been around for decades that they still have people walking through their doors who didn't know that they existed. Do you know what I mean? Right. Somehow, even in small town, rural area, somehow still find people untouched by this influence. And so something to keep in mind at least. But uh, yeah. I want to sort of move the conversation down the tracks here. Marketing is one thing. Getting leads is great. Every gym owner that I talk to is always open to more, better, qualified leads. But at a certain point, those people have to transition into paying members, right? We need we need the transaction to take place. And so walk me through what a typical sales process looks like. If I reach out with interest in joining the gym, 
who am I meeting with, what's happening, and, and how am I actually signing up? We'll get, uh, Joe, we'll get the leads in, uh, depending on, you know, how it's coming from, whether somebody, you know, shoots us a text or uh, our, our, we have, uh, our vehicles are wrapped. So we drive around town, we get, we got uh, rolling billboards around town. We've got a Challenger and a couple Hummers that, you know, we, we use that. So our phone numbers are on there. So we may receive a text from somebody, you know, uh, Melissa's done this before. She's been inside uh, Winn-Dixie, you know, grocery shopping and somebody's calling her because they're standing outside looking at her Hummer with the phone number on it. And so she creates that conversation with them. Obviously leads, once we get them in front of us, uh, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, we can typically uh, close them out and sell them. Uh, but, you know, getting them into the gym is just constant follow-up. You know, it may take seven or eight times or, uh, you know, back and forth to try to get them into the gym to give them a tour. But what we figured out is if we can get people through our doors, they'll join. Uh, we've got the quality product. We've got the gym. It's clean. It's the top of the line equipment. Um, we have everything they need uh, to, to work out to compete with, you know, really better facility than some of the big box, uh, you know, gyms. And if we can get them in the door, they'll, they'll sign up. And sometimes the hard part is to get them in to meet us, you know, but right. we try to do that by setting appointments. And, and, and the appointment is the key to it all, because if you have somebody that's planning on meeting you at two o'clock on a certain day and you remind them they have an appointment, people typically try to make their appointments and they, they feel bad if they don't show up. So we try to close them out with, you know, picking a day and a time to meet them. And then usually a lot of those people will show up. We, and once we get them in the facility, then we just sell them on the gym. We give them a free personal training session when they sign up. So during that session, our trainers can sell themselves for, you know, 10 sessions or whatever they want to do as far as training goes. Yeah. So with the leads, it's just constant follow-up and, and quick follow-up. I mean, we want to, every lead we want to hit within 24 hours. Typically, if we can get them within the first hour or two, um, it's even better. But, sure. you know, Speed we is do all that ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And we do all that ourselves. I mean, we like to make sure that, you know, it's, it's myself or Melissa or Kenzie, one of us, or, or you know, our general manager, Kristen, uh, she's been around long enough that she's like family too. So we want to make sure one of the four of us is the first ones to reach out to them. Yeah. And, and so one thing that you mentioned there that I think is incredibly interesting, specifically with this model, I used to run a facility. Um, I'm up in New York. I used to run a facility called Equinox and we had no problem signing people up, but getting them to use that free T free PT session was such an uphill battle, even though it was free. Have you guys experienced a challenge in, in getting people to actually utilize that session? Yeah, we, um, you know, we give everybody who signs up the option, there's paperwork in the file for them to fill out a questionnaire. Mm -hmm. And you, typically if we can get them to fill out the questionnaire, they'll show up for their first PT session. But a lot of them, you know, depends on, on how much background they have, you know, working out. A lot of them have worked out their whole life and, and right. they know everything. So they don't, you know, they don't want any PT. Um, and, and, you know, you can usually typically in the first couple minutes of them signing up, you can kind of almost know whether they're going to go for the PT session or not. If they're very unfamiliar with the gym and yeah. they're, they're very standoffish, then a lot of times they'll take that training session and nothing else just to acclimate them to the gym and where everything is. Sure. Sure. And, and so is it useful as a strategy to get more people in front of trainers? Absolutely. Right. I, I think that goes without saying if we could get more people in front of those trainers, that's probably a better thing, right? More at bats at the end of the day is probably a good result. And, and, and this model is so fascinating to me because successful businesses within this can make just as much money, if not more money from things like personal training or group training or whatever it is, than they do from EFT revenue in general. 
right? Absolutely. Because of the nature of personal training being a little bit higher priced, we can make up a lot of ground and we don't need to train everybody and anybody. We can, we can train a smaller population and still derive a really, really good revenue at the end of the day. Do you guys have room for growth within your personal training department? Or is that something you guys are actively trying to grow? Yes. We're always trying to find a uh, new qualified trainers. I'm real specific about who we train. I try to also get a, have a full team with different areas of expertise. So when someone comes in and they're have a martial arts background, I know which trainer to kind of get, get them with. It's going to help them grow in what they enjoy. If they're interested in bodybuilding and possibly doing a show, I like to have a trainer available. That's really, that's their, their thing. Um, as I age, my clientele ages, so usually people, if they've got um, some health issues or maybe a rod in their back or they're getting older and they're a little bit more concerned about safety, then typically I try to take those on and keep them from maybe a younger trainer, not saying the younger trainer wouldn't, but they tend to either baby them too much or not enough. It's fair. Where I've kind of learned through the years from experience, I don't want an inexperienced trainer with that. So they usually come to me first. And um, then I kind of fit them with the trainer that, that I feel like is going to be best for them. Got it. Okay. And so in a nutshell, uh, just to sort of summarize here, open for growth on the membership front, open for growth on the PT front. As you guys look towards the future of this business and, and think about what the next year or so is going to look like, what's sort of the, the big target? What's the, the main goal that we're looking to accomplish, at least through the rest of this year, 2022? Joe, the, um, so prior to COVID, uh, we were sitting at around 1,500 members. Um, since COVID and over the last couple of years, and I'll just say it like this, when we bought the gym, we went 38 straight months with getting more new members than we lost every month. Once COVID hit, those numbers flipped. Mm. And three, three months ago was the first time since COVID that we got more new members than we lost. So our numbers are down to about 1,100 members now. I would say we lost over 400 members uh, in the last uh, couple of years. So our, our goal going forward is we want to get back up to that 1,500 where we're comfortable. Um, you know, we want to be able to you know, make sure that we keep the best staff that we can by, you know, affording our payroll a little bit more. We want to be able to, you know, bring in some newer equipment here and there and, and update and upgrade and, and continue on with that. Uh, where we're at now due to the last two years is we're just doing what we can to, to make sure the power bill's paid. Yeah. Um, you know, there, and, there and is a shift in priority a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just trying to get by to, um, you know, not use credit cards if we can, if we can do it. This, uh, we're hoping this month be the first month that we haven't had to put something on credit, you know, uh, to get by. So that, that's kind of our goals going forward in the next year is to try to gain our memberships back up. I mean, I know we're not going to go from 1100 to 1500, you know, in a year, but if we can get to 1200, you know, baby steps and then try to continue to have every month where we get more new members than we lose. I think that's a success at the end of the month. If you're plus five, plus six members um, every month going forward, then, I mean, that's only going to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. I think that's a good perspective, right? Is it realistic for you guys to bring in 400 members this month? Probably not, but <laughs> how can we take baby steps or, or even adult size steps back towards that transit or towards that number, that target that we shot for. And even the 1500, it sounds like you guys could go beyond that even right. as well. Is that correct? 
Right. Yes, sir. Yeah, and and so it's uh, it's unfortunate that COVID happened, right? It happened. It hit everybody. It is what it is, right? There's nothing at this point that we can do to change it, but it's it sounds almost crazy to say, but this is somewhat of an optimistic time for you guys because of how much potential there still is, right? It's somewhat of a reset button. We can change things, we can optimize things, we can tinker with our processes and make sure everything's buttoned up so that when we do get back to 15, we can comfortably go beyond 15 and, and really make something of this, is that right? Right, right. absolutely. And uh, one thing I will add is um, before COVID, there were certain times of the gym where people would come in and the gym is packed out. You know, there's, you know, um, everyone's super close. You feel like there's too much going on. It can be a really stressful environment if you come in at the wrong time. And I think every gym experiences that to some degree, whereas there's that certain time where people come in and there's like, there's way too many people in here for me to work out today. Um, and I think with COVID, the way that it affected us um, and with the members lost, when other, um, I want to say corporate gyms um, in the area get um, to be too busy and stuff, we're actually gaining a lot of members um, from the fact that they're too busy and they come into our gym and you can breathe. Um, and where it used to not be that way, now we actually have an advantage with the ones that we lost in comparison to some of the other ones that are a little too packed out, um, where we're gaining members rapidly, almost two or three a week um that are just simply i mean that just for the reason that the other gyms are too busy and ours you know has room and we're very we're spaced out and we're clean and it's not too loud in there and there's not too much going on and you get the people that are really serious about working out and not just the people that are there to talk or to sit on their phones i mean we've had people come in and say oh so this is a real gym <laughs> yeah. you know um and just people who are serious about getting in getting their workout in and then getting out and uh, I think that's one of the best qualities that we have and that we can advertise and cater to people with. Yeah, well said. And I think whatever town we're in, there's typically competition in one form or another. It does not make sense for us to go head to head with people. We need to differentiate on, on something else, especially when it comes to whatever the corporate option is, because they probably have deeper pockets than we do and can withstand a loss for a long time. It, it doesn't make sense for us to go head to head like that, but how do we separate ourselves? And that's what you guys are specifically focused on here. Guys, that's a really, really good place for us to begin to wrap this whole thing up. I think these types of conversations amongst the community are, are tremendously valuable in terms of seeing where we can improve our own opportunities and, and learning from other people and, and their mistakes and their lessons along the way. And so I can't thank you guys enough for your time. Before we get out of here, I wanna turn the mic back to you guys and give you the chance to tell people where they can learn a little bit more about this. Is there a website? Is there, what are the social media links? Where can people go to find out more about Wintersville? They can. Um, well, we are on Facebook and Instagram. All of them are Wintersville Fitness, um, just plain and simple. Uh, that's spelled W-I-N-N-E-R-S-V-I-L-L-E, -L -L -E, fitness, fitness, F-I-T-N-E-S-S. -S. Um, and then our website as well is just wintersvillefitness.com. Um, on there, you can see pictures of our equipment, um, try to see some of the stuff that we've done for the community um, and everything like that, our pricing, our uh, model and everything. So you can kind of get an idea of how we're doing things. 
Um, and yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Guys, like I said, this is, this has been a bunch of fun. I, I think uh, your willingness to share and take a step back and look at what we're doing says a lot about the three of you guys. I'm excited to see what the future holds for this business and for the three of you. I wish you nothing but the best moving forwards. Joe, I did want to add uh, one more thing to it, if I can. Sure. Um, when we bought the and this is something for all other gym owners to consider. When we bought the gym, they were doing about $1,000 a month in drinks and supplements. And we've created this whole line where we have such a variety of everything. We, we brought that up to around ten dollars to $12,000 a month. Um, so that has actually, the increase of doing all that has kept our doors open. It's helped pay our payroll and do all that, the profit out of it. So we set up distributions with, you know, um, Redcon, Insane Labs, you know, we go straight to the source and, and Axe and Sledge, all those companies we have direct distribution with. So for other gym owners, if you can grow that line there, there's another uh, avenue of revenue waiting. Yeah. Plenty of ways to make money, right? <laughs> Plenty of different ways to make money. Like I said, guys, this has been a bunch of fun. Thank you for your time and, and we'll check right, in down you. the road. All right. Thank you. All right. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.